Welcome back to Tay Radio Marin. I'm your host, Annalie Reyes, and I'm joined with my co-host, Javier Vicuna. And on today's show, we're going to talk about taking actions on our visions. Um, but first, um, Javier, do you want to explain why we're on Zoom? Yeah, so a lot of you probably are like, wait, what? It's back to 2021 when we were all through Zoom throughout the beginning of the year. Um, well, unfortunately... Uh, there was a COVID exposure uh, back where we have our studio at. Um, so I can't actually be at the studio, which uh, really sucks. Um, but it's okay. It's better to be safe than sorry. Um, I've been feeling fine. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I don't catch it at all. Um, but yeah, so that, that's basically why we're through Zoom today. Um, but we're we're not going to be switching back to Zoom like this. this. This should just be a temporary thing. So just want to clear that up for sure um but moving on let's do an icebreaker question and the question is what is your favorite snack to snack on my favorite snack to snack on are the um trader joe's uh puffs like they're like uh they're like corn puffs almost they're like white cheddar you know you know which ones i'm talking about (laughs) I really like snacking on those. I have like an unhealthy obsession with those. Um, I don't know. Just as soon as I like get one, it's like one of those snacks where like, okay, I, I eat it and then I feel like I need to eat more. You know, it's just mm-hmm. addictive. Yeah. No, I would say for me, it's um, high chews. Ooh, high chews. Uh, okay. Or gummies. Because I like to snack on them while like I'm doing homework. Yeah, high cheese yeah. are really good. Um, I really like. I think my favorite. What's your favorite flavor? My my favorite flavor for those is is a uh, apple, the apple one. Oh, I was gonna, yeah, me too. Apple. Yeah, that one's the best. Okay, so um, the reason why we're gonna talk more about taking action on our visions is like, um, we've noticed that we both like went to trips to different um, places, and so. For me personally, I went to Guatemala alone without like my parents, but I was with a friend and that's something that I took action on. So um, I can start with my experience. Yeah. And, and you, went, you, you went this mm-hmm. this year, right? At the beginning of the year. Yeah, I went um, in January. So um, it's like very new, like the stuff that I like learned. So yeah. It's nice to go over it, um, but um, the first question is, how did I end up going to Guatemala um, without parental supervision? And funny story, I actually just bought the tickets with my my friend. Out of a whim, then... like <laughs> out of out of the whim, you just you just did it. You were like, you know what? I'm buying these tickets. I'm not even gonna ask my parents. <laughs> No, like she she offered to go, and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, and then she was like, okay, well, uh, I was like, I said no to her. I'm like, it's fine, I'm not gonna go. And then she already asked for her days uh, off for her oh. work. Oh, I and see. And then and then I'm just like, okay, like she's actually gonna go. Yeah. And so I was like, no, like I need to go. I need to go. And so that's why I bought the tickets with her, and um. Yeah, and then I told my parents, like, I'm going to Guatemala. They were like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, and um, 
And so I kind of like regretted not telling them because like it would have been much more smoother, like the process of like getting the tickets. Because I think we got like the most expensive plane tickets, you know, and um, we we went to Mexico City and there's there's actually two airports in Mexico City. So if we um, the scary part is that um, the day that we arrived, the other airport in Mexico, they were having a shooting because of um, the son of... Oh, El Chapo? El Chapo, yeah. Really? That was going on? Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the exact day. Like, but you guys, we were, were, you, guys were, you guys were in the other airport, not the one we that were, that was. We were in the other airport okay so if we were to pick that one because yeah that would have been terrible things are like terrible i was seeing like footage of that and it, it looked horrible out there that's crazy mm-hmm. that you were there on the same day but luckily you weren't there you know um on the yeah on the, the wrong airport and yeah <laughs> you know what sucks you know what sucks is that we just picked the the tickets without like checking how safe the airport was and we had an over um we had to stay in that airport for 16 hours and you guys of, you guys didn't leave it at all you guys just you mean you had like no. a 16 hour layover right yeah 16 yeah. hour layover and it was all <laughs> that reminds me because when uh so i traveled to japan in 2017 uh after high school and I remember our layover was, we were originally only supposed to wait for two hours for the next plane to arrive. But mm-hmm. that those two hours turned into eight hours. And it was like, like, you know how when you move, you know, when you travel to a d- different airport, you have like a different, um, the time changes. Mm-hmm. So your body's already kind of like feeling like it's like, let's say it's already 8 p.m. here in California. But mm-hmm. over there, it's like, four in the morning or something and it just feels super weird um so yeah there's some really weird layovers i i did not have a good time waiting eight hours i was so tired and i just wanted to sleep but yeah. the like you know the air airport uh, chairs are not the most comfy things to sleep on no i was like my friend was sleeping on me and i was sleeping on her we were like taking turns on sleeping um that was rough 16 hours is no joke um but yeah that's what I learned. Um, what about you? I don't want to talk about a lot of my information. Let's like split it up. <laughs> sure. Um, I, so for me, uh, I went to Mexico uh, actually back in uh, 2015. I, was, I think I was either 15 or 16 years old. Um, no, I was I was 15 and I think I celebrated some of my birthday over there because I went in the summer. So I went in the summer of and- 2015 uh, mm-hmm. to Mexico. That was my first time ever going there. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that you had your layover at the Mexico City airport because um, uh, that's where I traveled to directly was Mexico City. So um, mm-hmm. I've been to the airport before. I don't know which airport it was. I didn't even know there was two airports until you just told me right now. There is. Um, but the one, it, the airport that I went was really big. Oh Yeah, the one I went to was also really big, but I, I'm sure both of them yeah, are big. It's yeah. the same one. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, because the other one is smaller. Oh, it's smaller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The one that that one I went to, I remember being like a full fledged like big airport. 
like you know like um, there was restaurants yes there were yeah 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 okay, okay then yeah. more, more than likely yeah and the funny thing is um so the area that my my dad's side of the family lives at um that's what i went to go visit first they live pretty close to the airport they live like 15 minutes away or something like that oh that's good yeah so i didn't have to have that long of a drive back but i mean let me know if you felt this too when you were over in um guatemala like when you arrived mm -hmm. but like for me when i first arrived i was like what like i i just was out of it like i just needed to sleep because i hadn't slept very well at all really? so it's so funny um the place that um my friend houses is like seven hours from the airport so we had to be in the car for another seven hours after like being in the Bro, airport for the a lot heck? of hours yeah but but i liked it because like we like our first stop was getting coconut water yeah and then granizada um and granizada is like just ice with um it depends like different flavors but it's really good and so um we just enjoyed treats while we were heading heading home so it wasn't that bad yeah um that reminds me that i, I have a couple of friends who've gone to guatemala as well and they always tell me that they always ride on like a big bus or something it's kind of like a like a bus with like really that fits a bunch of people inside so yeah mm. that's pretty interesting yeah, yeah. My friend has taken those buses, but she says it's like dangerous. Yeah, that's what that's what they were. That's what my friends were saying. They're saying like it felt sketchy being there inside because yeah. it was like it was like the it was like bouncing a lot, and there was like again a bunch of people inside the bus, and it wasn't very comfortable. Yeah, and it's so funny because like on the first day, um, they uh, we met with my friend's um, uncle, and he has a truck. Yeah, and, and my friend was saying like, "Don't bring your stuff. We're we're gonna sit in the back." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then mm -hmm. I didn't understand that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was bringing my backpack like stuff, and she's like, "No, we're gonna sit in the back." I'm like, "I know." And then she's she starts like walking. I mean, she starts getting into the truck, like yeah. the back of the truck. Uh huh. Um. And I'm just like, what are you doing? She's like, we're gonna stay here. And I'm just like, oh, I forgot. Like, like in Guatemala, you can stand up in the, in the truck, you know. Um, but they had bars to hold on. I don't know if you've seen those trucks where it has those. Oh yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they accommodate pretty well there for. And I like riding on the back of a truck. I've done. I definitely did that a lot when I was in Mexico. Um, and mm -hmm. I, that felt better than being inside the sketchy yeah. bus yeah, um. yeah on the first day and i mean even though it's like not that safe like you, you just gotta make sure you hold on to yourself you know yeah. um but it's a it's a nice feeling like having wind yeah no oh yeah face. no it's a super nice feeling and i'm sure over there in guatemala it also gets really hot mm -hmm. so it does. yeah it just feels good um but also one thing on, i want to go back and actually say the reason I even went to Mexico was because I wanted to go visit my family, uh, which I'd never again, you know, being an, uh, the son of immigrant parents, it's really hard to, I don't have that much like family here in California. Um, so mm -hmm. most of my family is still in Mexico. So I really wanted mm -hmm. to go 
get educated and educate myself on you know my roots where where I'm from where I come from and I, I want to be there firsthand where my parents grew up and understand and get to meet my cousins you know because I had to talk with my cousins through phone but it wasn't the same as meeting them in person so mm-hmm. for me it, it yeah. was that and also when I was there they they yeah we stayed in the area where you know my parents grew up in the in Mexico City but we also went to other pueblitos like pueblos um, mm-hmm. that's what we call them is like just like little towns um, mm-hmm. throughout the outskirts of like the city and like towards more north uh, of Mexico City and it was really mm-hmm. really eye-opening for me being able to be there um, and mm-hmm. see how the more kind of indigenous uh, communities live um, in, the, in those little towns because a lot of them speak like different dialects um, and I remember, like, I was just blown away. First of all, it was, like, beautiful over there, you know? Like, there was these huge mountains with, like, so many trees and so many birds and beautiful, like, waterfalls and, like, lakes and all this. Like, I was just like, wow, this is, like, <laughs> this is so cool. Like, it was just so nice to be there. And um, I-, I got to, like, um, well, okay, I wanted to mention that to you, too, Annalie. Like, when you were there, were there, did you get to visit a lot of those little, like, I don't know if Guatemala has, like, pueblitos like that i'm sure they it does and i'm sure there's a different name for it but you, you know you know what i'm trying to say here yeah. yeah 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 i think one of the words that i've learned from like so much with my mom and my sister i mean and my my best friend's mom is the word the word andea have you heard of the word andea Al- andea andea aldea with an l andea nandea mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. Nah, I haven't heard that word before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, um, it's like, it's like a community and it's like, you know, how Marin County is like its own county and there's like San Marin and Novato, but they're both inside Marin County. Yeah. I know what you mean. So, like, an Andea is, like, basically, like, Novato inside of... Marin County. Um, Marin County. So, it's like a city. Yeah. It's like a town. It's like a town, yeah. yeah. So it'd be because, like a town, yeah. yeah. And a, a county. Yeah. yeah, and a county. Yeah. And, the, and the county, yeah. in this case, would be the part of Guatemala that you went and visited, right? Yes, which is... Uh, Solala. Nawala. Nawala, Solala. Something like that. But um, yeah, that's that's the place where I went, and to just give a vision of the because ha- where she lived is very different from where I usually go visit in Guatemala. But it's like very. I've noticed that her family is very connected. Like her grandma has her house, and then her her sister. I mean, her mom's house is right next to her grandma's. And then her grandma's house is next to like all the sons and daughters of the of the grandma. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, th- yeah, no, that, that makes yeah. so much sense. Because I remember when I was at again visiting these areas, um, I did notice like a lot of the families they had like their own houses that were right next to each other, um, yeah. which I think is really cool. I mean, imagine that in like. I can't even imagine having something like that here in California, where like you could afford yeah. a house for every single part of your family and have. Yeah. I, also, I don't think 
personally I would like having that much like be that close to my family or like to two different family members uh if we were all living like in the same like suburbs or cul-de-sac or whatever um I don't think I would enjoy that very much but again that's the thing it's very different culturally how people think about family in in our native countries right um because when you think in America um the family traditions are very different here or or Americans in general have a very different perspective on how family is is like works but but in you know in our again in our countries it's so much more like connected and like you know your family is like basically like another part of you absolutely like mm-hmm. again like it's another part of you that exists like it's just it's a very it's a very unique feeling that i don't think you can really experience until you're there in person i, I would say yeah, for sure. I think um, being Guatemala, I learned so much, um, especially like um, being appreciative of the stuff that I have here in the U.S. Um, because like over there, like, yes, you can buy laundry, like a laundry machine, but where we lived, we had to like wash it in the I forgot the name. It's like that one thing Natila. made out of... Yeah, La- yeah, yeah. Natila, I, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, But, but yeah, we had to, like, wash it, like, by hand and, like, hang it up. Um, And thankfully, my friend, like, did most of the washing. I was, like, the one cleaning the house and she was doing, like, the, the laundry. But it's, like, hard work to do that. Um, and you have to, like, wash every day. Or else it would like build up a lot. Um, but yeah, and also I don't know, did you had warm showers in your your place? Yeah, well that that's another th- good thing to mention is that um yeah, here in America obviously like you know, we're pretty much used to having warm showers or if we don't have like a warm shower then it's like we call up the manager or the landlord to help us mm-hmm. out. But a lot of the a lot of the things like if I wanted to get a warm shower, I needed to let like my my family like know in advance so that they could like turn on the heater or something like that like a, like a generator mm-hmm. that makes the water hot um or in some cases they just don't have hot water so i remember i had to take like two cold showers once because we just didn't have any hot water in the area that we were in um mm-hmm. and that was like a big oof for me i was like oh i i do not want to take a cold shower but i have to because i i didn't want to smell terrible the next day so mm-hmm. um yeah, but it, it was actually yeah. kind of nice because also the cold shower kind of worked out because it was so hot during those days yeah, that exactly. it, I didn't, to me, I was like, okay, a cold shower actually doesn't sound, it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, I I was like getting adjusted to like taking cold showers and um, I actually enjoyed like taking cold showers at night because it was so refreshing because it was like warm at night too. And when I came back here, I was like, okay, I'm going to try to, you know, take cold showers. But when I came back, it was like super cold. I was like, I'm going to get sick if I keep doing this. So I stopped doing it, but it was really nice, like, um, to get out of the shower and then, like, feel the warmth. So, but yeah, definitely, I'm, like, very appreciative of that. And... At least for me, I don't know if you mentioned if you went alone or if you went with your parents to Mexico. 
yeah that's the thing is like i was yeah i was 15 i went by myself um yeah my parents were like a little worried about it but like yeah i was 15 but i went by myself um and honestly throughout the entire trip i didn't feel like unsafe or like that something bad was gonna happen to me because i i i would felt comfortable because my spanish was already pretty all right it wasn't amazing but i could definitely get my way around the wow. only the only and, thing yeah go ahead and did you talk to your family in mexico before like going there uh yeah i mean i i, I oh. called them and i and, and we coordinated through facebook through facebook chat <laughs> but like did you guys like already had your introduction and like talked already yeah we had talked prior yes the, but this is like the oh, first okay. time we were talking like in person was when i saw them yeah. right so yeah no so i was very communicative yeah i wasn't just gonna like show up out of nowhere and not have a plan um no i didn't do that but uh it definitely felt good i didn't feel uncomfortable at all throughout the whole trip um like i said i think i didn't mexico city is like a very big city so there's a lot of different you know streets and different ways to make your way to the same place um and also like transportation there like most people take like the subway like they have like a whole subway system there um so that was really cool to get to explore that um especially here well at least here in marine county we have the smart train right but the smart train didn't even exist in 2015 so <laughs> um so it was it was kind of my first time really experiencing like going through a subway getting that new york experience right because in new york they use a lot of subways um but, uh, but obviously yeah. here in, in, in california it's i mean in the e in the north uh in the bay area like in san francisco the east bay you know they have like the muni system but again i i, I didn't i never grew up in those areas so i never really got to experience public transportation like that other than a bus um so yeah that was that was cool but what was what was the modes of transportation over there in guatemala and, and what you think about that um well i wanted to first go back to what you said about um um like knowing spanish and you felt comfortable about it like for me i was very appreciative that my parents uh, taught me the manners like that the culture it is in guatemala mm -hmm. like like when you had to like get up from your for the table you have to say muchas gracias right right Which is like thank you very much and and you had to like wash the dishes like and if you didn't cook, you have to wash the dishes and, um, yeah, and just like overall help if they need help. Um, so like, that's what I've learned, um, as well. And then going back to your transportation, um, question, I, I had, we, okay, well, funny enough, we had, um, we had the uncle of my friend, take us around we also had someone who was like the taxi of the grandma of my friend to take us around and um we also took the bus just me and my friend um to Mazatenango and nice. Mazatenango is like a very big uh I would say like city right mm -hmm. um, but it's like very known to be dangerous so <laughs> it was kind of funny but we we took the bus and I was like nervous but also excited because like I got to experience that 
because a lot of Guatemalans take those, you know, those big buses that they, they put like loud music and they just like, there's like a person hanging like outside sure. of the door. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 Those buses we took. And so, um, and I got to record it, which was really nice. I still have to post it, but yeah, that was like some, some fun experience. Spe- speaking um, of your phone and recording, how was the reception over there? Like, how did how did that work, or how did how was your how did you use um, your or did you not use your phone at all to make calls? You know, I've um, I've been going to Guatemala like a lot of times, um, but this just the, this time specifically, like I went alone without like my family, and um, I had experiences where I did not have service and it just sucked, you know. And so I had looked up and the, have you heard about an eSIM card? A SIM card? Yeah, eSIM. A SIM? No, I don't. No. No. Well, um, you can just like buy it online or an app. Okay. And you just you go on settings and just install it. Like you don't have to change your chip. Oh, I have think I've heard, I've heard of that. Yeah, I remember. I think I saw something about that when I was looking to travel again recently mm-hmm. i think i know what you mean i think a lot of new new phones have that feature now yeah yeah so that's what i did and it worked so it was it was nice to um use that oh and there was one time where me and my friend like i was with my family and she was with her family and for some reason, I took her charger, and I couldn't get a hold of her. Like I didn't know if we were gonna go to meet up at the same location, and so I was like very thankful that my mom literally asked for the phone number of the grandma and the and her mother because oh, so, if uh, yeah because because if I didn't have that phone number, I I wouldn't be able to meet up with her, you know. So yeah, that would have been um, an issue right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah yeah so because like i thought i was gonna always gonna be with my friend but no um so yeah it's just it's the thing and um yeah but yeah. i i think overall like being able to see the different communities over there uh when i went to mexico um and you knew you can let me know too if you feel this way but mm-hmm. like for me um seeing being it made me very grateful for what i have back back at home um Mm -hmm. and it made me realize like how how hard my parents had to um fight in order to make it through the border and come Mm -hmm. and give me a better life here in america um because there are a lot of aspects there that i saw that were just like dang it actually kind of sucks to live here if you if you're like not prepared or not ready or not given the best like financial situation like it's really hard um at least from what i saw when i was there it it just Mm -hmm. made me realize like i I definitely want to keep helping people out um and keeping my you know my goals uh catered towards the community here um Mm -hmm. especially for you know people of lower income because you know i experience low income all the time here here in marin already because it's such a rich county um but even more so over there you get to really see the effects of poverty uh, on communities and you know that that to me is mm-hmm. very eye-opening 
Yeah, I, I like how you mentioned that because um, when we go to like Guatemala and Mexico City, like we get the outsider perspective because we're there to travel. Yeah. So if we were there to like live, like <laughs> that would have been a different story. Right. Um, for me, I've noticed that like even though I was like traveling a lot, I was also like cleaning and cooking, and I I was like observing the aunt of my my friend and i've noticed like like she doesn't go to work she just stays home takes care of the kids and then cooks and cleans and takes you know she she also had another baby so like she was like full hands and i'm just like like at least for me like Mm -hmm. that's just like that's like one of the traditions, I guess, like in Guatemala of like the woman. And for me, I just felt like that was not for me. You know what I'm saying? Like um, that lifestyle. Like, yeah. That lifestyle. I think um, education is like a privilege. Mm, yes. Yes. Thank you for mentioning that. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. And I just realized like how much power it takes. Um, just like to learn and I think that's one of the sacrifices my parents did so I can have an education so that was an eye-opening to just like work harder um but yeah that's just yeah absolutely all right Annalie well um let's (laughs) let's uh move forward um I think before we move on to our next uh portion here of the show Uh, Let's take a little music break real quick, um, and we'll be right back. So this is uh, Padelante by Ismael Ray Lara, and we'll be right back. This society try to crush my spirit, but my Chicano soul don't fall. I'm a honey with it. Mi gente dice al cien, puro padelante. Patraza más que se vuelvo en vivo y atrás. Vamos, vamos, padelante. Vamos, vamos. Pa adelante, vamos, vamos, pa adelante, vamos, vamos, yeah. So who's the victor? You Roman silver, the 30 coins of Judas. I'm at dead gold, abundance of wealth with them who never told. I'm the mind alliance, youngest defiance, storm of stars and all the science. Duality of the serpent, don't misinterpret. I'm fine wisdom, age in the temple of the serpent. I'm the flame of Nessa with gorgeous poems. Wisdom that hits the soul. Nobility, we still abort to these hearts to fight every day. We born to prove victory, not to fade the game. I'm good at Pachat Princess, anything on her horse, ready for war. We don't die, we regenerate. Victory, our fate. On a cool breeze, I move with ease. My intellect stays strapped. I embrace my heritage, the brown, white, the black. I got my mind on my studies, and my studies on my mind, ready to hit back with facts. Black, black jack. So, what's the meaning? Historical victory from the beginning. Beginning. Right, that was a fast song break. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to quickly do a PSA. Um, so there's a, a program called Listas California, and uh, it's the state of California's emergency preparedness campaign. And um, if you don't know, listos means ready in Spanish. And you may find five easy steps to prepare for any natural disasters at their website. You can text L-I-S-T-O-S-C-A, which is just listos 
CA for California, and then that text that to 72345, again, 72345, um, to receive tips in English or Spanish on how to prepare for natural disasters. Um, you'll receive one tip per, per day at the time of your choice over the course of one week. So if you're interested, you can text Listos CA to 72345. There's another uh, announcement about open mic event. We had one last month. Now we're having one in March 24th, Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. This will be at the Multicultural Center of Marin, which is located at 709 Fifth Avenue, San Rafael, California, 94901. All the performances, um, will, there are, there are PR, PG-13 are welcome, such as land, poetry, music, comedy, comedy and etc there will be free pizza and you can dm dm us on instagram if you you would like more details and people are free to sign up on the day of the event so we hope to see you guys there and then it's all you Hiya. well thank you annalee um so yeah speaking of the open mic um we actually wanted to take the second half of the show to actually talk about our first open mic because um, as Annalie mentioned we had our first open mic last month um, and it was great you know I, I had a really really great time um, you know uh, organizing that event uh, especially with my uh, co-host for that David Calderon I really gotta mm -hmm. shout him out you know he's been on the show before um, but mm -hmm. he's been such a great help um, in making that process more so again this is just to start to that um but i just wanted to talk you know about more about like how that came to be right so for me going back to what i learned um you know on my trip to mexico and then as i learned that i really like media uh, you know education right is such a big privilege and just like education so is technology um and all these like computers and music programs, like just so many talented people here. I, I've, I've, I've had this conversation with David so many times where we know so many people who are so good at what they do, right? Like in terms of like art, like they, they could be great at art. They could be great at acting. They could be great at singing, but so many of them are limited by money because of not being able to buy recording equipment or not being able to practice at home even like imagine that like imagine someone who lives in a home where you know it's a small apartment they don't have that much space and they can't make that much noise inside the room so they, how, how are they supposed to practice right other than having other outside areas to go to um so you know with with that um i've you know i just with my passion for the arts and my passion for music and events um the open mic was just something that to me was just seems so perfect for, for all of where all my goals and values line up, which is having a space where people of all different cultures and backgrounds, um, and can come with no issue of money, just come in and, you know, perform their art in any way, shape or form here. So, um, that was great. And, um, yeah, and it, it's been great being able to meet uh, David as well, um, who's really helped me out. Because the reason I even discovered open mics in the area was through David, because he also has been doing an open mic actually in Marin at Next Generation Scholars. Um, 
it's they they try to do it monthly as well like every mondays or not every monday but every other monday i think um they haven't had one recently but i remember going to the and i was just like this has so much potential and that's i think that's such an important thing to recognize too like when you're trying to achieve something and you're trying to take action you need to visualize what you think it'll look like first as well like you need to like dream big dream of like what the best possible way you can conduct this um and even if you if your vision isn't exactly like achievable right now it will be achievable if you just start it you know what i mean like go for it start it even if you have the most basic part of it as long as the vision is still there as long as like your values all still line up then you'll see that people will come as people come as, as it gets more successful as whatever you're trying to achieve gets more successful you're going to see results you're going to and that, that applies to like anything really like think about it for fitness as well you know when you visualize yourself having a nicer body like being like skinnier or being more fit right you you see you visualize that first and then that's when your motivation starts right you get that motivation to want to go to the gym all the day every day and 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 start getting achieving that body knowing that you can achieve it it's all about visualizing it right so that yeah so to me the open mic has been a really great way for me to to really reach that goal of mine uh which is to again bring more of these events uh for artists who again may or may not have the funds to really practice in a, in a big space like multi, the multicultural center um but with that with that said Annalie, i wanted to actually ask what did you think of the first open mic how what were some takeaways from it um for me i really i really liked how there's like different ages of people who performed and there's like younger people who had support of their family and it was really nice to see that they were like like i saw that they were kind of nervous but it's like normal because like we have we have an audience um but i i like how they they use their efforts to try it out and it was amazing to see that there's a lot of like people coming in and um i think we did learn a lot just from the first time doing that but sorry actually okay sorry before before that actually i just wanted to mention real quick um that you said like you were surprised at the amount of people that came because i was also surprised by the amount of people that came that i think we got around 50 people to show up um because that was another big worry of mine in the process was well what if no one shows up you know we 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 rearranged all these chairs we brought in all the speaker systems oh and then i also have to shout out ismael you know who, who we just played during the intermission here um ismael brought his whole sound system and you know it's super nice it sounds incredible and a lot of the sound a lot of the way that the show kind of played out it wouldn't have it wouldn't have played out the same way if it wasn't for ismael's like help and support um so again i have to shout him out too and that's another thing i think people should understand is that don't be afraid to ask for help from people you know it's not it's not you don't always have to do everything by yourself um honestly i think it's so good i work really well with groups so i'm always reaching out to people to like like help support and how i can help support them right because i always want to keep things as neutral and as like back and forth as possible where we're both benefiting where everyone's benefiting 
from something as well. Um, so yeah, I, I really have to shout out to Ismail there because he, he did a lot and, and again, keeping it look very nice and sounding very good. So yeah, but so, the piano. Yeah, so that's the other thing. So we had a piano set out on um on the stage or you know on the front of, of them building and uh for that we literally got so that's david's that's david's piano it's uh and the funny thing about that piano is that he didn't have a piano stand for it but me and david went the same day to bananas at large and got a piano stand just because we were like what if someone wants to play the piano we might as well have that option there and david was already like no like thinking like hey I've been wanting to buy the stand anyways, so let's just do it now. And so we went and we we got the stand, we set it up, and we didn't really get that much time to test out the piano. So when someone did go up and do the piano uh, part, there were some hiccups here and there, um, but that was okay because they still had a really great time. They had a lot of fun, um, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what matters most to me. As long as they had a good time and it, they felt good about it, and they makes them want to come back, then that for me is is great. Yeah. And how did you end up meeting with David? How did I connect with him? Yeah. So I met David David through um uh, again David. those open mics uh over at, at Next Generation Scholars. I I remember just seeing uh advertisements for it on social media and I was like, an open mic here? I had to like see it oh. to believe it. So I went over oh. Yeah. I so, thought I thought you met him through his open mics because I I thought he did open mics, or did he not? No, that's what I'm saying is that I, I met him at the at the Next Generation open mics, which he hosts. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry if I wasn't clear about that. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So that's how I met him, and that's how we connected. And you know, he's just such a great guy. Like <laughs> I have a lot of mm -hmm. just nothing but good things to say about him. Um, I'm I'm really help. I'm really grateful to have him as a co-host for this event. Um, because a lot of it, again, I I don't know. It's a lot to do for one person. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. So no, projects projects takes a lot of time. But how 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 long did it take for you guys to plan out the, the open mic? For us, it took about a month. It took a month. We had a month because we you know we had to go and talk with the executive director of M of MCM first and make sure that it was even okay to use the space. Um. And, you know, they were all right with it. And they said, like, all right, we want to start this, like, next month. Can we? And they're like, yeah, go for it this month. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. That was quick. <laughs> so, you know, we, we took advantage of the time and we planned every week. And we just, you know, out did a lot of outreach as well. Um, just sending out, like, I had to go for outreach. I had to go to schools. I went to SR. Um, and, again, shout out to the staff at SR. They're really great for approving, like, the flyers for us and, and being able to distribute that because we did have a couple of Centerfall High School students there. So that was really cool um, to see that. Um, so, yeah. That's really cool. Did you have to email them, like the Centerfall High School? Yeah. So the good thing is that um, when I was at Centerfall High School, I had a pretty good relationship with most of the staff there, like most of the staff in the office. So I, when I, um, I always feel really comfortable just emailing them because they, you know, know who I am uh very well so 
yeah, it was pretty easy. Like I emailed them. I just set up a date for me to like just explain the event to them and bring some flyers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they were all on board for it. So it was a really smooth process for me on that end. That's nice. And um, what were some things you had to consider when you first planned the event? Yeah, so like when I was first planning the event, uh, I had to really consider like, okay, how many chairs do we need? How many people are expected to be at the at the first one? I was expecting at least 30 people or something like that. Um, so with that, I had to also make sure that I had enough food for everyone. Because that's the big thing is like also there's free pizza. So as in like, well, how many pizzas do I have to order in order for everyone to have at least two pieces of pizza? Um, so I had to do the math for that. Um, and it was a little... It was a little, uh, like, uh, what is it? It was a struggle to get those pizzas on the day of uh, because we actually, you know, we were trying to pay for it. But since it was, like, a high amount, like, it was a lot of pizzas and it was a pretty big amount, uh, our bank was um, actually stopping us from buying the pizzas because they thought that we were being, like, prank called or something. Because I guess that's an issue now where, like, banks get immediately notified if, if someone's sending too many pizzas to your house or something. Um, so interesting yeah so it was kind of tough because we had to talk with the bank and then like let them know like yes this is literally all the pizzas that it's for us we approved this so it was kind of a struggle but you know we made it happen so oh and that was on the same day you guys ordered the pizzas yeah yeah hmm. so it was kind of worrying but you know i mean what'd you what'd you think of the pizza what'd you think about the did you get a chance mm -hmm. to like talk with anyone there like outside of from the performers at all um, no honestly that's bad i didn't um i i, I mean i saw them and it looked like mo most of them were from the, the students from ismail so it was like they were like very chill with ismail and they really liked his performance um but there's like a lot of good talented people there so it was really cool to see them and i think one of them that i liked was the poem from this um woman well uh, from melly melanie melly 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 yeah. yeah that's one of david yeah, david's really friends nice. yeah yeah mm -hmm. and um yeah i i really liked how she performed it um and it just like gave me different vibes than just like someone who reads it out loud if that makes sense yeah like like david did some slam poetry or just some spoken poetry sorry not slam uh spoken poetry as as well as melly right uh and they're both just very mm -hmm. talented when it comes to like writing um and to me that was my first experience really like hearing someone like speak out loud and and, and like speak poetry like that and it kind of mm -hmm. it made me appreciate a lot more uh the art form that is poetry because it, it's very beautiful when you look at it um on how people can like you know manipulate um the words to match like a certain mood or a certain emotion like it's just very to me it's just again another cool thing that i don't think i would have ever seen if it weren't for this open mic event yeah i also liked um the performance of uh, your friend who sang the Hamilton song. Yeah, so again, someone else who had been on our show prior, John Diaz, 
um he went up that that's the awesome john john's performance was really cool because well we were getting towards the end of the show and i started asking people hey um so you know we still have some time left um so if there's anyone else who wants to go up this is your time and you know john came in like i think halfway through the show already and i looked at him was like john do you want to go up and then you know he, he was all like ah, i don't know i don't know if i want to go up and i'm like no you should come up and he did you know he came up he came prepared obviously he had he had like he had the song like memorized and everything and yeah so he did like my shot from hamilton and, and he did an awesome job it was a full it was like a five six minute song and he did the whole thing yeah i think it was really cool and i'm pretty sure he like was prepared because it turned out really good and yeah i really liked it but what did you learn so far from the first open like and what do you plan to change yeah i think i mean a big one definitely was keeping things pg-13 for next time um you know i I had a I had trust because you know on the open mic night website we do have the fact that it's a it's a community event it's an all ages event so it's an event I mean it we're, it's not a bar or something right it's not like it's not like a bar open mic or something like that so you know I expected people to come in with an open mind and and with a with a pretty um you know easy like a good way of of knowing how to read an audience uh, but unfortunately that did not happen <laughs> uh, with at least w only one of the acts. Um, so yeah, so for me it was like being being having to be there for that act, which was a comedy act. So this this man came in, he did some comedy and at first he started innocently enough, right with like an innocent little joke um, about pizza. But then it quickly devolved into some really inappropriate stuff that I can't even mention on this show right now. Um, it was really bad. It was it was very cringy. Um, and it was hard hard to hear. Um, and it was just kind of like it was a second act, you know. So for me, that was like a huge deal because I had to, you know, to me it was like ah. I hope that the next acts aren't like this because I, I didn't actually come up with any guidelines uh, for anything. So now I have guidelines. Now I'm going to be looking over what people have to say, especially comedians. Um, you know, I love comedy as much as anyone else, especially like, you know, you could be as like degenerate as you can with comedy. But like there's a time and place for that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's definitely not at a community open mic. Um, so... That was a bit of a um, a bit of an issue that happened, uh, but you know we we survived through it. It was only the second act, and all the other acts were incredible. And our first open our opening act was um, Ace Boogie, who was a rapper, um, and he did amazing. You know he was he was incredible, and I'm so happy that he got to start off the show. He volunteered to go first, um, and yeah. So to me, it's just you gotta you gotta understand that when you're when you're doing something for the first time uh or testing the waters like just understand that you know there's always going to be something that goes wrong there's always going to be something that goes wrong and it's okay you know it's just part of the process i learned so much from the first one like i said uh and so also i i i've come to realize how i can organize my the the sound better I can organize the sets better now because uh, David and I have actually been doing our homework and we've been going to other open mics in the area 
together. Uh, I'm just been seeing how people run their open mics. So that's been really cool. Um, and yeah, that's good. Um, I've noticed that at least for me, like I'm trying to do a some like not a similar project, but like a project um, that Tay will be hosting soon. And I've noticed that they they give advice of to look around, see how people are doing theirs, because I think you learn a lot from it. Um, you learn like what you want in yours and then what you don't really want. And I think it's a good idea that you're going around and um, checking like what you should do and stuff like that. Um, because like, like, like what you said, like the first time that you host like an event, it's just like a learning phase. Um, like there's a lot of stuff that can go, go wrong on your first time planning an event. But overall, I think it went well. Um, Cause like they only lasted for three minutes and it could have gone worse, you know? Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. could have been worse. Um, but now, I, again, I understand how, how pacing works. And it's just important to look over, like, for whatever you want to achieve, it's good to look at what's already been achieved or what's already around, like, related to what you want to do. And just kind of, like, take notes on what's already successful. And then see how you can, you know, again, put your own spin on it while also learning on how you can achieve that same level of success. Um yeah no it's important it's important to learn from others um as well you don't want to close any doors you don't want to you want to open more doors than closed doors um when when it comes to wanting to reach success so uh yeah that, that's a really good point i think at least for me i don't i don't think that you should like shy away from like doing stuff like this just because like there's certain things that might not go right or the way that you want to want it to go but like i think just taking action is like the first step that can lead you to something better and um i think that's like one of the things to do like just just do it you know um but yeah i would say but what's uh, that yeah yeah absolutely and and thank you for mentioning that um <laughs> But yeah, like I said, I'm super excited for our next one. Like I said, it's next week, next Friday, which is crazy. It's already coming up. Um, time's been going by so so fast this month. I I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, are you gonna order pizza again? Like, are you gonna change it up the different pizzas that we had? Yeah, we're Was definitely. It it's definitely not gonna be extreme pizza again. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> why did did you guys not like it? No, it was just um, it was uh, there's. There's better options out there, so don't mm. don't expect extreme pizza again. Okay. You know, there'll be a different pizza, um, and then hopefully down um, the line, you know, one thing that I hope to achieve as well is that maybe we could find someone in the community who is into who's like a caterer or has like a or is trying to sell food for their family or something to make money. Uh, it'd be cool to have. Be good idea. Yeah, it'd be cool for them to come and just sell some food. Um, yeah, that, small businesses. Yeah, like stuff? small yeah. businesses. I think that could be really cool. But again, there's a lot of like legal things that I have to figure out to see mm. how possible that is. But that's kind of another thing that I think would be really cool to just achieve um, and have. Because mm-hmm. again, it again it's a community event. It benefits everyone, and it's I think yeah. it'd be really cool to have some local businesses who don't have like a storefront uh, to mm-hmm. come and and you know 
sell some of their food over uh, at the center. Um, so I, I think that'd be really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's kind of what like, another idea. Yeah, or like having like fruit. I think that would be cool. Okay, I'll like bring snacks. some fruit. Yeah, we can look into fruits and snacks. I think someone brought like, uh, did you see there was a string? Someone brought string cheese. I I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Are I, you not a fan? <laughs> no, I like. <laughs> Sounds like you're not a fan. No, I like string cheese. I I just was. This is not expecting someone to just bring string cheese. <laughs> that that was just an unexpected. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe they love string cheese and want to share their love for, for string, string cheese. cheese. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I hadn't had string cheese since like elementary school. Mm. I mean it, yeah, it's like me a too. it's like a typical like cafeteria food that you can get. I think also in high school and middle school. But again, I I remember it m most fondly in elementary school. Um, but thank you to whoever that was who donated the that. That's string cheese, because I mean that's food, um, and yeah. But uh, yeah, I've sorry, <laughs> I've noticed that like one of the things I did not mention to you was that, um, like you know the water, the filter. Oh yes. The, like it ran out of water, so like we had to oh. like refill it. <laughs> oh, so that ran out and quick. I, okay. And I think it would have been easier if we had like. Maybe it's not safe for the good in, for the environment to have water bottles, but like maybe like keep an eye on the water tank. Or, yeah. Or the, you know, you know what I'm saying. That's good to because, know. Yeah, because I I only noticed because uh the girl Melly you said Melly Melly she was the one who let me know that it was empty. So um yeah I I just noticed that for yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know for next time. Um, again, yeah, it's just uh about how much we can afford at the time, as well as what budget we have. Um, so hopefully, you know, as these open mics get more popular, we'll be able to provide, you know, all sorts of different things. That's just the whole thing. We're just starting. We're just growing. Um, but yeah, that's good to know for the water next time. I'll make sure that it's yeah, nice and filled no. up. Uh <laughs> No, I think um, it's just, um, well, I was, like, totally fine, like, filling it up. So, like, I don't think that's something for you to worry. I, I think, like, that's kind of, like, part of, like, being a staff there, you know? Um, but but I, I totally enjoyed it, and I think there is so much potential in it. Absolutely. You know? And I think, like I said, um, if if... If I just put my mind into things and you put your mind into things of what you want to achieve then mm -hmm. and visualize it, then just go for it, you know? Start taking action. Start looking into ways of making it happen instead of just letting it be a dream. So for me, it's just I, I as soon as, he, as they told me that yes, I took advantage of that yes. I said, okay, you're giving me a month to plan this out. I'm going to do everything I can in this month to make it the best that I can. And, you know, that, that's how I felt. So Yeah, I think... Uh, I wanted to add that the thing with action, it just takes one step because after one step, you find another step. Another step. step. And then another yeah, step. Exactly. And it just keeps building up and you'll end up with a lot of work, but like then it will lead you up to that vision that you're looking for. So, Absolutely. So. But that's all the time we got. Mm -hmm, it's it's yeah. definitely possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Any last words before uh, we finish? Just that, just, inc I encourage you all to just go for it. Take that risk. It's always a risk to take a, take a action sometimes, but you know what? It's a, it's a risk worth taking. So just go for it. Yeah. And don't be afraid to hear no, because um, there might be a lot of no's, but there, you just need one yes to Absolutely. like continue. Yeah. So yeah, that's all for now. Yeah, so um, we'll see you all next week, hopefully in the studio next week. All right. Take all right, care, take you guys. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.